Welcome to episode 25 of the Beyond the Sidelines podcast. I'm Finn Morton, and what an episode we have for you guys today. This week, we sat down with the new member of the NFL International Player Pathway Program and Iowa State Cyclone, Matt Leo. We also talked about Latrell Mitchell's contract saga ending, finally putting pen to paper and signing with the South Sydney Rabbitohs, as well as talking about LSU's big win over Clemson. Let's get it. There's scenes here at Perry Park. Chris Lynn has taken the wild thing and sent him. Oh, bang, 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 wow! Joining me this week, as always, the full contingent is back in studio. Gusman is back from his cruise. How was that, mate? Oh, you know, as cruise goes, you know. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say it's terrible. I just wouldn't do it again. (sighs) My man. I haven't introduced you yet, Campbell, so wait your turn. Sorry, my bad. I'll do that now. Campbell Johnson. Thank you. uh, Thank you. Happy birthday for Friday. Oh, cheers, mate. What's That's the, today, technically. Yeah, it is today, On the day of release. Sure. And Thank uh, you. Celebrate it. What are your plans for the big day? Um, well, tomorrow we're going to bowls. Uh, we'll go roll a few stones around. Um, you boys are coming. Gussie's going to be wearing his cheerleader outfit. Yep. So that'll be yeah, good look, to I, see. I didn't know it was a free dress party until about a few hours ago. So now they're forcing me to wear that. And... <laughs> I I don't I don't know how confident I'll be in that. Hey, if you own it, it exudes confidence. Exactly. Confidence. Confidence. Yeah. Sound confidence. it out. Enunciate. Confidence. Unlike my ability to enunciate. I don't know. Look, well, I feel more for the people around me. They're gonna have to see it. <laughs> That's me, mate. And, yeah. and lawn bowls is a very revealing sport. Hey, mate. I'll tell you what. Couldn't wish for a better birthday present. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. Let's move on. Anyway, on that <laughs> note, on that note, let's jump straight into the fast five. That's five topics, one minute each. Or at least we try and keep it to one minute. Should yeah, we'll sometimes we go top? over. Okay, but you want to you want to host this week then? Or no, no, no. I'm just saying. Sometimes we My go boys, over. Boys, settle down. I'm just saying. It's Finn's week. It's Finn's week. It's your birthday. You get your day. <laughs> but it's my week. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my week. Anyway, let's start off with number one. Melbourne victory, sacking Marco Kurtz after 13 games. The victory being well under par this season. Campbell, they're your boys, mate. They are my boys. How do you feel? Um, I think it's a fair kind of sacking. I think I think if, you're, if your head coach, if your manager's not really performing, I think it's the right time to get out. Maybe, how long have we got left in the season? Do we know? Uh, uh, we're about halfway through. Yeah. Okay, so, so probably a good time. I mean, 15 weeks. Thing is, do you really want to sack your coach in the middle of the season when you can't get relegated if you can't if you can get relegated mm. i'm like yep change instantly otherwise it's a little bit too much chaos in a season where it, like it basically it's just a throwaway well they've brought in a caretaker coach now i think it's so the assistant it? stepping up i can't mm. tell you his that's name. pretty common yeah and it is common but like they aren't making a significant change no. So why not just It'll be the, the same head. system. Why not just keep Kurtz? I mean, mm. look, uh, they're only in sixth place on the A-League ladder. And we six know out how, of 11. Yeah. Look, well, we know how quickly it changes in an A-League competition. You just need to win a few games in a row, and then you're right back up there. I mean, look at Wellington. They were down the bottom at look the start at of the year. Mate, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. But on that, actually, their match last week, we'll, we will talk about it later, but it was absolutely insane. One of Crazy. the best A-League games ever. Number two, Gusman, right up your alley, Latrell Mitchell. Signing for South Sydney. Good move for him. Leaving the Roosters, leaving Bondi. Good to uh, get out. No, I'm not happy. But, look, he was... Um, I don't think he's the best person to have around your club. It seems as though he's uh, a little bit of a... You seemed pretty happy with him last year, mate. A, yeah, of course, because he won us a premiership. But, I mean, two. he seems like a... Yeah, two premierships. He seems like a lot of work mm. yeah, for a guy who um, has got a lot of talent, but... You know, is it worth it? Mm. And the kind of money he was asking from 
the Roosters. Mm-hmm. He was asking. Well, that's for not really the problem with you guys. <laughs> that's funny. Well, they don't have a salary cap. They're <laughs> blessed <laughs> with that. Yeah, that's funny, mate. But um, it's, it's what he said about the Tigers that really got me. Yeah. I would have re- regretted the Tigers deal. Yeah. Oh, How exactly. blunt is that? Well, yeah. the Tigers, they were offering him a million a year. Yeah, he's taken mm. half of that to go to South. Exactly. Oh, but he's, uh, he's, he's ironed out a two-year deal um, with a club option for the 2021 season. So that means that it's uh, first year is $600,000 a year. And then the second year... Souths have the option to boost that uh, contract, which I think they probably will. Latrell will He'll probably to. ask for it. I'll tell you what, with Jai Arrow coming in, they'll be pretty tough to beat in 2021. Mm. They're but a well-run club too. So. They are. Yeah. And mm. apparently uh, Latrell's locked in that number one jersey, beating yeah. Alex Johnston. Yes. So, uh, and Greg Inglis there too. There's that indigenous link. So that's, Well, uh, the whole back line. If you look at it, you've got Adam Reynolds, uh, Latrell Mitchell, no, uh, James Cody Walker, James Roberts, James Roberts, James Roberts yeah. all, pretty much all of them. It's Adam Joy as well. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Dan Gagai. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. But will no he stay there? <laughs> or will the salary cap? I think, I, think push Adam, someone I think Adam Dewey's on his way out. There you go. Oh, that's interesting. Go. Anyway, back to NFL. Luke Keekley forced to retire concussions. Concussions, fellas. That's mm. not exactly a small issue in world sport at the yeah. moment. It's think, quite prominent, quite large. Yeah. And he's. I think he's one of six players in the last three years or so to have retired in the NFL. Who's yeah. under the age of 30 because of concussions. Yeah. So Calvin Johnson was a big one um, back Gronk. in the day. Uh, Gronk. Gronk, yeah. yeah. Gussie, have you ever had any concussions? I have. Against oh. uh, it shows. Who, who, was it, who was it against? I can't remember. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> well, you're not Luke Keekley. <laughs> was that, a, was that <laughs> a joke? Was yeah, that an attempt at humor? It was meant to be a joke. I find that but, interesting, um, though. Yeah, no, I've had plenty of concussions in the in the GPS, but this, this is uh, really bad. It's forced Luke Keekley to retire. I'll tell you what, you have Luke Keekley, age 28, mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski, 29, Andrew Luck, also 29, yep. uh, Cam Chancellor, 30, and Calvin Johnson, 30. Was Andrew Luck from CTE? I don't think it was CTE. I, it was oh, just he, early injury. He did talk about CTE, CTE I think, mm. a bit, though. It wasn't I feel like that would have been like, more of his body, because he did have a big-time shoulder injury before that. Exactly. He was like just that. knocked around with that O-line. Well, I, oh, was, yeah. I was reading up on a, a Boston University study. Um, Boston and College? Nah, <laughs> Boston University. Yeah, Boston went U- to Boston College, um, didn't he? And they... Sure. I think he did. Continue. Anyway, does he keep going? They analysed uh, the brains of 111 deceased NFL players and found uh, CTE in 110 of them. Exactly. No, so it's, it's it's clear proof that it's there. It's a massive issue, not just in the NFL. Boston College, Campbell's yep. nodding his head. Luke Keekley went to Boston College. It's a massive issue, not just in the NFL, but I guess in world sport at the moment. Exactly. Uh, last year, we saw James Graham and there was one other NRL player. Luke, Luke Carey did. Was it Carey? Yeah, yeah he put, donated. Put their it. hand... Put the, well, he hasn't donated it yet, mate. He's, no, he's agreed not dead yet. to have donated. Well, I mean, it's a league brain, so how much can be in there, honestly? <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, on that note, let's jump on. Oh, my <laughs> God. AB de Villiers touching down in Brisneyland. Let's put that on a yeah. T-shirt. Playing his first game, and he scored a pretty convincing 40. Yeah. Well, well he had four runs off his first shot in the BBL. Did. Good cover, cover drive, drive, too. Yeah. Good so cover drive. Beautiful shot. Um, but can AB deliver a title mm. to Brisneyland? Mm. I think he's one of those players that, you know, we were talk- we've been talking about it for weeks, of who in that side can build an innings. And yeah. I think he can. And the, he came into the game, obviously, they did sensational in the field. He wasn't really James expected Patterson, to do man. much. James Patterson with the Michelle. You can't really... He was, wasn't really expected to do much. Mm. You know, the openers were, I believe, Chris Lynn yeah. and someone else. Chris Lynn got out for a duck. I think it was... I can't remember who so, it was. Well, I mean... The Maybe Bri- Joe Burns. The yes. Brisbane Heat innings has really relied on Matthew Renshaw a yeah. lot in, yes. so far in this competition. He's been very good. Had a um, renaissance. Well, he, he usually... He's sort of like a De Villiers kind of player. He builds an innings. He's a bit more But tame, he's not as he? good at it. 
as yeah. Davili's. And but I he's f- younger. Feel like, well, yeah, I feel like Davili's at the other end will really help Matthew Renshaw's uh, progression in this tournament. I think his pace, because that's one thing that Matt Renshaw's renowned for, and he's kind of proved people a little bit wrong in that this season. Yeah. He's kind of known as the slow kind of player, but he's, he's really picked it up. Well, it kind of annoyed me, Chris Lynn. Uh, early, like a duck, first ball duck. Mm. That's how he plays. He doesn't really read the situation, does he? He just goes out and whacks any ball that comes to him. I think he just wanted to get to Tucker. He wanted to go home and have dinner. <laughs> Basically, really. it was a good Arvo in Brisbane. He was like, I only need to make 110. Pretty hot out in the middle, so yeah, he was like, can't really early blame shower. Him. Anyway, back to Gridiron. LSU, big win over Clemson. Tigers beating Tigers. I was pretty surprised by this, actually. I was I really no, yeah. I, I they've been dominant in the playoffs in the whole season. Uh, Joe Burrow's been absolutely insane. He's Crazy. really built during the season. Future Take, first round pick. He will be. He'll go to the Bengals. Number one going pick. Your boat, yeah. Always uh, Gusman, but uh, yeah. fifteen to zero. LSU finish and but Clemson. Something about them. It's one of the most outstanding seasons ever. Justin Jefferson, yeah. wide receiver, has exactly. had a crazy season. Well, He'll be a top pick yeah. in the next year or so. Well, I mean, they beat a Clemson side that hadn't been beaten in two years. Yeah, yeah, they've, and, and they've been they, insane for the they, past ten, five, ten years as well. Yeah, as they, a program. they smashed them. As well, Actually, this is a big win. Well, yeah, that's the thing, Campbell. It's their program. Yeah, and I think for me, when they've got to be favourites, mm. uh, they were ranked outsiders going into this match. But mm-hmm. again, I just thought something about that orange uniform. Yeah, but the story mm. of Joe Burrow as well, coming over from I believe he's an Ohio boy, yeah. so he'll fit well in Cincinnati. Yeah. Came over from Ohio State, wasn't really getting a game. You know, they have Justin Fields, I believe, at the moment. Oh no, he's at no, they have someone else. Jake, no, yeah, Justin Fields. They brought him over. He wasn't really getting a game. Went to LSU, and now he's had one of the most incredible quarterback well, seasons for a quarterback we've seen. And, you know, he's earned that number one pick. And have you seen that photo of him smoking that cigar? No, I haven't. That's awesome. <laughs> it's one of the best college That's photos. very Louisiana. Yeah. It is, but it's just like a very cool photo, yeah. I guess. That's let's awesome. put it that way. Anyway, that's the end of our Fast Five for another week. Sad times, I know. But leading into this interview, um, Matt Leo, he's part of that international program, the same program that Jordan Mailata and the well-known Valentine Holmes were part of. So he's in good company, I guess, but you can listen to what he had to say uh, right now. Joining us on the phone is NFL International Player Pathway Program member, Matt Leo. Matt, firstly, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm glad to be back in Australian soil. Of course, of course. And you've just been announced as being part of that pathway program, same pathway as Jordan Mailata and, uh, of course, Valentine Holmes. How did you find out about it and where were you? Ah, so at the time, uh, I had one of the uh, directing of the NFL International Program. He contacted me, I think it was about February, yep. just uh, shooting an email at me, um, just, yeah, asking a little bit of questions of um, how uh, my season went and what are my thoughts after my last senior year of football. Um, yeah, and that's where it kind of really started. So you don't have to go to, like, combines or anything. It's an interview process and, what, nominating film, I guess? Yes, sir. It's 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 basically an opportunity for international guys to get their uh, their foot in the door at a chance to play in the NFL without that risk of being cut, you know, yep. on a on a practice squad or you know in the first few weeks of training camp. So it really does give that breathing room for someone, uh, you know, internationally to um to get an opportunity to play in the high league. Mm. And you mentioned your senior season that was at the Iowa State Cyclones. You had one sack in the season. How do you feel you went overall? Uh, you know, it, it, it's never, like, I set my goals high, you know, it's, it's you know, me as an individual, I just always strive to want to be the best, you know, we run a, a three-man defense, a three-front, which uh, it makes it harder for the D-line to make plays such as sacks or tackles for loss as, um, you know, we are taking on double teams, so that 
doing that in terms, it gives the opportunity for linebackers to come in and to really um, shock the system and to to make plays in the backfield as you know we take on the double teams. But you know it it is an opportunity for our team to continuously benefit. So you know I'm happy to do my role and responsibility every week through in and out. And how have you found that transition into gridiron, as we call it, down under? Uh, has it been a bit of a shock or hard to get your head around? <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. It is um, It is a game that really should be appreciated. It's There's so much detail to it. I, I kind of call it, I explain it as chess almost. Um, it's a game of timing as well. Um, I, I always thought that I'd come in and just my physical presence and speed would would uh, make up for you know anything that I didn't have talent-wise, but in, it was definitely not the case, and I learned that in junior college pretty quick. Well, you were coached by Tim Minnick in your first year over there. What, what did what did he teach you uh, to help improve your gridiron game? Yeah, well, um, you know, I was fortunate to have uh, Tom Minnick and, and a lot of other guys um, who were bounce backs from D1s, um, like Jonathan Combo, who went to Tennessee, um, and uh, two other players have now moved on to either South Carolina, like he, Sean Nixon. Um, they really just invested time into me. Um, you know, they knew I was fresh. They knew I was dedicated to it and persistent. So they had nothing but time and uh, patience to just teach me the game. Well, staying on the coach trend, at Iowa State, you did have your head coach as Matt Campbell. How important was he to your development? He was the absolute key to my success. Uh, he is the reason I committed to Iowa State. He is the reason for a lot of things. Um, I look up to him in so many ways, not just on the field, but off the field. He is, you know, he is just the definition of a coach, you know, relationship between players. And um, I trusted him and I, uh, I trusted his vision, you know, of Iowa State and turning them from a, you know, a, a three winning season to a bowl game winning season every the past three years. So, he is by far an incredible human being on and off the field. Well, why did you decide to choose Iowa State over the other colleges like Arizona, Oklahoma, or Mississippi State? Uh, it was simply to do with the coaching staff. I had um, I had taken my first official visit, which happened to be Iowa State. Um, I'd done unofficials through Arizona, but I, my first official visit was Iowa State. And, uh, you know, having the coaching staff like Coach Campbell and then Eli Rashid, which was my, my defensive line coach, um, just the respect and love they showed me. You know, they welcomed me into their families. They treated me like a human being, not just an athlete, as well as they, they showed me the love without pressuring me to commit. Um, a few weeks later, I took my official visit to Oklahoma. And honestly, my heart and gut was kind of telling me it was Iowa State already. And it, although, you know, I didn't see myself living in the snow of Iowa or, you know, I didn't even know where Iowa was, you know, on the map. But uh, I trusted the, 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 the path that Coach Campbell was leading and his culture. And, uh, yeah, that's that's what I entrusted him. Well, somewhere where there is a lack of snow for sure is Adelaide. That's obviously where you grew up. And you played a lot of rugby there. Were there any similarities between that sport and, uh, I guess, Green Iron? <laughs> well, yeah, I you know I grew up playing rugby at Port Adelaide, and then you know Aussie rules in high school. But uh, it was just the fact that I, I I enjoyed you know hitting people, as in tackling, <laughs> but in you know in the within the sports lines, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed just yeah wrapping up and just being physical. So you know to get the opportunity to um to do that as a 
you know, as a career and, you know, have the opportunity to put some helmets and pads on and do it as hard as I can, you know, within the whistle, it was a dream come true for me. But how did Gridiron come about for you? Was it something you always were interested in and wanted to play? It's it's something that I would see on TV and I honestly, I dreamt of it. Yeah. Never knew and never knew about it. I thought to myself, I wish I grew up in the US and, you know, went to high school. Like all those movies you see where, you know, the high school kid plays football and he's a star athlete and he goes to do a Division One and to the NFL. But yeah. I knew that I wasn't in that country. So I remember going to my trade school um, and I was a first year plumber. And I saw on the TV, it was a Super Bowl between Ravens and uh, San Francisco 49ers. Mm. And I remember just mm. clearly thinking to myself, I would do anything to have that opportunity. And then when uh, I worked on the Adelaide Oval Bridge connecting to the convention center to Adelaide Oval, I was uh, working with a tradesman. And I was a fourth-year plumber. And he, uh, it was a 40-degree day under the sun. And I, was, I explained to him, I was like, why am I doing this? I said, I should be playing sports still. And I said, I don't know what I want to play or what I want to do, but I just know I should be doing something. And he just happened to be a massive football buff and loved football, American football, college football, everything. But he had heard and read in the paper that there was an Australian punter that went over through, I think it was pro kick, and had the opportunity to go to a Division Two school under scholarship. And that was enough said. I said, please, let's hunt this guy down that helped him to get over there, and I want to do it. And then two weeks later, we finally got in contact with that guy and I got the ball moving and, uh, yeah, hassled him until he gave me some answers. <laughs> wow. And, uh, you know, Pro Kick are doing great things. But firstly for you, how big of a leap of faith was that, you know, going over from a secure job over to the unknown? Yes. Yes. I mean, it was by far the most unsettling thing I've ever done in my life. You know, I've never been that type or you know go out of my comfort zone that much you know I, I keep my head down and i work but i never had ever done something so big in my life to just move my life over to a country that i've never been and to play a sport that i've never even played but i i trusted my love for it and my abilities to 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 give it a shot and i could hold my head high if i didn't work out and you know i just didn't want to live a life with regret thinking what if well, that's awesome man and moving on to this uh player pathway program again what does that entail? So what's the commitment like? Because it's a, it's a full-time gig, right? Yes. Uh, so it's um, so we're obviously training for the pro day, which my Iowa State pro day will be March 24th. Uh, so we'll be training in IMG, uh, which is in Tampa Bay. Um, mm-hmm. And that will be over the six-day week period where we, uh, we train up there and get ready for your normal stuff that a lot of facilities do, like Exos. Um, Bomberines, A1 and stuff, which obviously help athletes to get better at verticals, broad jumps, 40-yard dash, and that gives them the ability to um, yeah perform on their pro days at a high level. And IMG Academy, they have some excellent facilities, some crazy facilities, and I'm sure you're used to it at Iowa State and stuff like that, but how keen are you for this whole experience, this whole ride, potentially getting drafted? How excited are you for this? Words can't even describe. It is absolute dream um to even just be a part of this program to be chosen out of the top 10 um i was just blown away and it's something that i can't stop thinking about i'm ready to get over to the u.s again and get to work so this visa stuff is definitely something now that it's squared away my mind is on the mission and i just want to get to work and yeah really um really you know deliver and not just for for australia and adelaide but just yeah for everyone that's helped me to get to where i am now well, how have you found living over in the States? You've been doing it a few years now. How have you found that whole experience? 
uh, it's uh it's definitely i i started the rocky end of the mountain you know and worked my way up you know going to a junior college that was 10 minutes out from mexico in a little small town in arizona it was so hard to leave my comfort zone and you know go to a foreign country and play there but then once i you know i moved to a d1 and played under the lights of a division one it only got easier and my 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 dreams got clearer well what was the college experience like for you did you enjoy it it's words can't describe it in here i mean a lot of people don't even get to experience it or even fathom how big division one college football is in the united states it's Mm. a lifestyle it's a dream like you know you have these tailgates where you see fifty thousand people in the parking lot and then you go into the stadium will be a full house you know one hundred and ten thousand. i remember playing in texas longhorn stadium last year it is just unreal you know it's 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 it feels like a movie well, what's the culture like in that Iowa State side? It's close. It's the closest team I've ever been on in my entire life. Um, not just relationships, um, but just growth. Um, you know, everyone, there was no ego. And that's, I feel, was the biggest thing that I loved about the team. I, I'm all about helping my brother beside me and wanting to play for a team where we all respect each other and we're all goal-driven. Um, it was just, yeah, the culture was definitely changed through Matt Campbell and the seniors and the previous seniors before that. So it is definitely a one-of-a-kind school and college. It certainly is. And what do you think for you personally will be the biggest step up from that Iowa State locker room to the NFL if you get there or when you get there? Yeah, yeah. Um, It's, you know, it's taking it to the next level with my game and everything, you know, going from a three-man front defense now to the NFL run a four-man front, you know, I really get to showcase my abilities of, you know, how I move now, how I, you know, I play the man or run, pass, whatever. I get to now just express express my abilities, you know, on a one-man instead of, you know, how we we run that three-man front. So I'm excited to, um, to, to have a different opportunity and just, yeah, take it with two hands, man, and try to kill it. And, uh, Matt, just second last question, mate, uh, Gridiron in Australia, it's not the biggest, but there are clubs around. And uh, just want to know, why should kids sign up and play Gridiron? If you have a love for the game and, you know, you have a dream, then I I tell every single person that I speak to or whoever DMs me a kid, you know, even if it's in a different city, that chase it. You know, if you have that love for that game, it's you know, it's there. So I want to help build that window to make it easier for, for kids or teenagers or whoever who wants the opportunity to play, you know, American football gridiron, you know, to, to take it on because it's it's there. But I feel like it's just a little bit harder for us to be in Australia. Oh, definitely, definitely. And uh, last question, why should teams take you either at the draft or in free agency? Uh, you know, I've, I am a, a player that, you know, I take pride in everything that I do on and off the field. Uh, I would like to say that I'm a hard worker that is dedicated and I, you, I can be counted on. You know, I'm reliable, um, you know, persistent. You know, I may not be the most uh, talented and have the most, you know, highest IQ in the football or in the meeting room or the film room, but I'm persistent. I will continuously work until, I, you know, I, I make it happen. So... That's just one thing that I, you know, that a character trait that I, I know I can proudly, you know, stand for is that I'm just persistent. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, thank you for joining us. And again, congratulations and uh, best of luck for 
this very exciting opportunity going forward. And uh, go enjoy those wings, eh? I appreciate you. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> awesome. uh, cheers, cheers, man. Mate. Thank you for coming on. Have a great night, all right? You, you too. too. And that was Matt Leo. Thanks again, Matt, and all the best on your pursuit of that NFL dream, never giving up. And what a great story, I might add. What an excellent story. So thanks again, Matt. Staying on the NFL, we've got two big games this week, gents. Mm, it's uh, playoff season, baby. Yep. Playoff season, AFC and NFC title matches. Following that is the Super Bowl. Two weeks after that, I don't like the uh, pro Bowl. Star match, the, the pro, pro Bowl. I like it. It's just a kind of nothing thing. I think it's, a, it's awkward. Mm. Just awkwardly we, timed. I saw, you saw Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott playing defense last year, which was kind of cool. They're yeah, playing linebacker. But it's like, it doesn't it's mean just it, in there, like ah, it's a bit of fun. Sitting there, I don't think it should be before the Super Bowl. No, I think it should be before the playoffs. Do you think the Super Bowl should have such a big gap? No, because I mean, I players—they're losing momentum, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, you don't want to be cold, do you? Well, no. they're players who aren't in the Super Bowl team, obviously. Well, yeah. So it's kind of like... Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, really? Um, but it's kind of... I don't know. It's kind of strange. NFL, that's well, the one with the throwing and the catching, right? Uh, I thought it was one with the bats. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, uh-huh. I mean, you look at the college games and yep. how they structured it. They were about... They had like a month off. Oh, a they, college pro bowl would be yeah, sick, though. They, they did. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, but who would watch it, really? Because, I mean... That's so many people would watch the it. big names... Because think of how many different college teams there are. Yeah, but then who do you yeah, select? Like, do you have to select, like, a quota from each team? No. I think it's fan selection. But then you just yeah. end up with, like, half a Clemson team, half an Alabama team. Bama. Yeah, and then, much. like, half a Boston College. LSU team. Oh, yeah. Boston College. Boston yeah. College, maybe. No, anyway. Well, speaking of the NFL, uh, AFC, we have a uh, bit of predictions. Mm. Mm. We haven't done this yet, and... Uh, a bit overdue, but Angus, let's start with you, man. AFC. Well, I look Chiefs uh, Titans. Yeah, I like, I like the look of the Chiefs. Mm. Uh, they've been on fire all year. Probably, other than the Ravens, they were probably the standout offensive team. Um, Patrick Mahomes is just he's just outstanding. Kermit the Frog himself. Um, he's not bad, is he? He's not bad. Uh, he's a pretty good footballer. Pretty much got Usain Bolt playing every. Uh, in every wide receiving position, uh, Tyreek Hill is probably the fastest guy on the planet. The cheater. Yep. Um, so yeah, the Chiefs for mine. They're just. Mm. I, well, I think I th- they'll tear him apart. Mahomes alone. He's just. He's you know, so good. You can't guard me. No, Travis Kelsey as well. Every yeah. time he gets the ball, he just both of those two. Mm. They are, yeah. I think, one of the best combinations in the entire league. And mm-hmm. Campbell, who's your nod? Well, I'm going to say the Chiefs as well. I mean, they beat the Texans, who were probably one of the better teams all season, especially defensively as well as offensively, both two of the better t- offensive teams, yep. um, and they whipped them. It was 51-31. But and they, they also showed grit in that game, didn't they? They, they were really down did. 24-0. Down 24-0, yeah. It was one of the biggest, I think, um, comebacks in mm. playoff oh, history. Actually, and I love that. I saw a, uh, saw a video on Facebook. Some guy who considered himself unlucky, mm. a Chiefs fan, uh, he left the stadium at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why no would you do way. that? No, that's funny. And that's yeah. something I can resonate with, I guess. I've been quite unlucky as an All Blacks mm. fan. Oh, poor you. No, in terms of attending games. So okay. Before the World Cup, I retired. And then because of work commitments, I had to oh, come out of oh, retirement. Okay. Mm. Uh, but before that, I'd only seen the All Blacks win once out of mm. five matches. Yeah. This is the most successful team in sports history. Yeah. And their one win was a try after the siren. So... There you go. You're a bit but of a yeah, bad luck charm, well, yeah. I do like the Titans, though. Can we give a mention? Mm. Well, I, I was about to say that. Again, I'm going with the Chiefs as well, but yeah. Derek Henry, he's been absolutely monstrous Workhorse. the last few weeks. Workhorse. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill, his arm must be sore from handing it off. Yeah, yeah. He think, hasn't been asked to do well, that much behind, in the attack. I think behind Mahomes, he's... Oh, Lamar Jackson as well, but yeah. he's in that 
But he's, he's I don't think so. He's a very good quarterback. I don't think, I mean, but Ryan, he's, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Historically, he's, no. He's been handing it off for the yeah, last three oh, weeks. The whole playoff period, he's not had to do anything. He hasn't. But, I mean, to be fair, he could still be a Super Bowl winning quarterback they've, in a few weeks. They've caused some awesome upsets. Who they beat first round? They beat the Pats, uh, Patriots. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, who they beat they, after thanks, that? Thanks, Campbell. Oh, look, they the Pats weren't that... Uh, well, then they beat... Last week, they beat the Ravens. That's right. But still, it's... Mate, I mean, that's two, that's two big scalps. But, huge I mean, the scalps. Pats, the, the Pats weren't that good. Oh, I think no, they, they, they They had a great they, defense, they but... Oh, no, but oh. Derek Henry, there's something about him. He just can't be stopped. But still, I mm. think he will be this mm. week. At least, yeah. You reckon the Chiefs will come out on top? He won't be as rampant as what he was. Who's your MVP call, boys? Quick one. Spring this on you. For the AFC match? No, just in general. Whole season. Well, I mean, I thought Lamar it was going to be Lamar yep, Jackson. I, I agree. Mean, it's got to be. It's a yeah. show and, um The best running back at quarterback ever. Mm, right? Pretty good for Since a running back. back. Anyway, NFC, moving on to the other guys. Mm. As an AFC fan, I don't really care about this lot, but we'll mention it oh, anyway. I'm an NFC fan, so I love it. There you be- go. Best division in or best conference in the divi- in the league. Is it though? There um, we go. Yeah, it definitely is. I think it is. It's they have the highest winning percentage yeah. in okay. the whole competition. Not even just that, but if the Patriots weren't in the AFC. It would be terrible. It would be terrible. Anyway, we're not going to talk about your Seahawks, sadly, no. Campbell. <laughs> Don't remind me. An, an absolutely dramatic and controversial loss yeah. to Green Bay last week. But Green Bay are there, and they're away to San Fran yeah. this coming week. Gussie, we'll go back to you, mate. Well, Who gets I mean, the chocolates? I mean, Green Bay got walloped up there earlier in the year. But I like the look of Green Bay right now. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. Oh, he's um, a beast. Aaron look, Jones. Aaron, Rodgers, Aaron Jones. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Jones, back. a running back. Uh, what is he scored the most? He's almost up there in yeah, the history. No, he the is. Touchdowns he's the highest. This season? Yeah. yeah he's 29 like, or something, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I think it's like something like 22. Oh. Anyway, he's he's been outstanding. Um, Aaron Rodgers, look, he hasn't done all that much which should scare he never oppositions. has how is he in the goat <laughs> debate i don't get it i don't get it Kim. no but i mean he how's he in the goat debate are you no, kidding me you're looking at me you're stunned like a stunned mullet the but thing- i don't get it he's won one ring mm. one ring tom brady's got one two count with me gussie three four five six six rings yeah it's more than one no hand. one's debating that tom brady is the goat then why is aaron Rodgers even in the goat debate i think he's part I never, of the goat I club never, i never said a club I never yeah, said yeah, goat club. It's not a, it's a group of it's the greatest a herd of all time. Of, it's a herd of, herd of goats. goats. <laughs> I, ne- I never said you can only have one goat, but <laughs> he'll be a Hall of Fame player. The lead goat. Yeah, I get he, that, but he's not the greatest of all time. No, he's not. No. Anyway, Tom Brady. Russell Wilson. I, I, I was just saying that Aaron Rodgers. He hasn't played all that well this year, and yeah, that should mm. should it should scare uh, people that they're still winning games when he's yeah. not no, actually, playing hundred percent. I'll say that he hasn't been like top for me. He won't get back to his best. Mm. But Green Bay, all through the season, they've flown under that ra- radar, haven't they? They've said they like that, too. I think Aaron Rodgers himself said he likes being successful under the radar because it means no one's p- game-planning around you like they would have for, say, the Ravens, which have been headline. They've been, yeah. you know, obviously the Ravens have probably been, over the course of the season, the hardest team to deal with yep. all round. Also, Matt LaFleur. Matt first, LaFleur, first-year uh, head first coach. First-year head coach. How about that? Great. Winning a Super Bowl in your first year. Don't get ahead insane. of yourself, Gusman, but... Um, now he's in a final series. He's down to the final four, versing three very inexperienced quarterbacks. Mm. That's got to play into his favor a little bit, doesn't it? Mm. Certainly. I mean, well, who is your I'm pick? Not, well, who is your pick? I picked the Niners, but uh, I don't know. Actually, I'm changing it last minute. Packers. I'm not convinced well, by the Niners yeah, I'm at going all. Packers. Niners. I do not like Jimmy Garoppolo as Bosa? a quarterback. I like Bosa, but and their de- their defense is incredible, but. Okay, I well, don't like their offense enough. I think well, that's disappointing because I am going to the Niners. And then in the Super Bowl, 
this is a few weeks away now. We're not going to predict the uh, Pro Bowl because, let's face it, as I've mentioned, who cares? that doesn't really matter. Who cares, Gusman? Yeah. But Super Bowl, 54, who wins? Green Bay Packers, baby. Oh, interesting. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going to go with the 49ers. So three different Ooh, winners there. Hello. I really hope not. Because yeah. I'm supposed to go to Dylan Bassingthwaite's for the Super Bowl. Oh, you and, do not uh, want that. No, you don't want the Niners. No, because <laughs> no, I remember last year when they, oh, it was a few years ago now, when uh, Jimmy G got traded to them. He was like, we're going to be the best team in the league. We're yeah. going to go undefeated. And they haven't quite gone undefeated. But, man, if they win it this year, if they if they lift that trophy, yeah. Oh, yeah, hear about it for a not. long, long time. Oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's really exciting. Let's go on to something less so. Bulls Masters Cricket, Gus. What do you mean? <laughs> hey, Bulls Masters Cricket, let's not let's put some... I know I usually bag out on it too, but it is a great competition. It is, mate. I'm, I was just kidding, but there was some big results over the last week, Gusman, that uh, you can tell us all about. Oh, yeah. I mean, Western Suburbs continue to be outstanding. And look, they pulled this one from the depths. Look, they were gone for all money. South Brisbane won the first innings, um, won it reasonably comfortable, um, but they choked. Got bowled out for 88 in the second innings, thanks to Blake Edwards taking 9 for 34 off 12 overs. Have you guys I, ever I, seen someone yeah, take 9 for 34? Never. I saw it in the... I think... Didn't Glenn McGrath get like 8 for something or something yeah, once? I think Mitchell, Johnson's has got, uh, Mitchell Johnson has gotten 7s and 8s and stuff. Yeah. But when you get 9, that's yeah, and pretty I, special. I saw it on the Queensland Cricket Instagram. And I, yeah. was, I was like, what? Yeah. So, I, I mean... Double take. Yeah. South Brisbane, look, they just needed to bat and this... Blake Edwards just rips through them and uh, Western Suburbs were able to chase down the second innings and win the whole game. Um, in the second game, I was watching UQ, Northern Suburbs, two top four sides. UQ, of course, have been outstanding all year. Um, once again, you know, they showed their dominance in this one, uh, defeating third place Northern Suburbs at Shaw Park. Um, yeah, Northern Suburbs just didn't score enough. Simple as that. You need to score well, runs. That's how cricket works, that's, mate. That's, that's exactly. That's, that's ex- how sport works, Gussie. Well, ex- exactly. You I get mean, outscored, you don't win. What, that's the only stat that matters. I think. Thank you. You can be quiet now. Um, one seventy-two. Feisty one you are. One seventy-two in, in the between first reference. Love thank it. Thank you. You done. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> one seventy-two in the first Salve. innings wasn't enough. Keep going. You, you're Continue. Quite, you're quite done, mate. Yep. Or, you, or do you want to just interrupt me again? No, you're you're golden. <laughs> I'm going to have a chat to you after this. Ooh. Okay. I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nor do you. Go sit in the corner. How dare you interrupt <laughs> Bulls Masters career. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, UQ chased it down in the first innings, posting 212. They got the job done again, and they are second. Uh, they are first in the two-day cup, the Cam Battersby Cup, <laughs> and first in the Damien Mullins Cup, so the overall. So they're killing it on all fronts. Well... How much of that two-day cup have we got left, Gusman? Because I yeah, think it's coming to a now. close. Yeah, right? we've got a few rounds left. Um, and then, of course, they do finals. So they've still got to do the T20 finals. And they've still got to do the two-day finals, I believe. Tell you I what, believe they, they have finals. They that. make you work for that trophy. Oh, they do, don't, don't they? they? And, then, and then you get the overall as well. Um, so so what, if you're that good, you could be lifting four trophies in you could be. You could for one competition. Really? Technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, so you know, very good stuff here for for UQ, and they just they just keep winning. Um, but that's pretty much the sum of it, isn't it? It, mate? it is. It's the, uh, can can anyone chase the them down? Well, that's the thing. It's the same group of teams who are winning. Exactly. And uh, I think UQ they very much look like the team to beat. Exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. stepping up to the big boys, BBL, AB de Villiers. We spoke about him mm. before, but what a match he played in. Fantastic. But he didn't necessarily win it, did he? He scored 40, chasing, mm. what was it, 111? Yeah. 
But it was Pattinson. It was Jimmy. Wasn't coming wasn't. out of the test side, coming in, getting a Michelle, getting a Pfeiffer. What's a Michelle? Is that something? Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't even. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's good. I like that. Good content. I play cricket most of my life. Like and I don't, Put I don't that on call, a t-shirt. I don't exactly. call it a Michelle. It's a Michelle. I, ne- I never do that. I'm going to start calling you Michelle. Michelle. Yeah, they're great. That's funny. But it's cool. I think the highlight. I'll use that now. No, you won't. The highlight of it's, the copy, ma- it's copyrighted. It's copyrighted. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. The mm. highlight of the match was Laywell's catch. Did you guys see it? It was like the a Court poor Matt Short. Was it the Court and Bowl? It was to Matt Short as well. It was too. Oh boy. Yeah, Court and mm. Bowl, but yeah. like he juggled it like yeah. 15 times. Mm. Yeah, but how about Matt Renshaw's catch from last week or the other day on the boundary? Oh. The, the Banton, ca- the, one the Renshaw didn't Banton count. No, no, it did count. Catch oh, against yeah, Matthew yeah. Wade. Oh, catch that was rubbish. Matthew Wade. Matthew Wade. Okay, I was watching that on the on the boat. Okay, um, on the TV? No, no. Just at the He's bar. giving up K. I know, mate. I've no, heard. Yeah. He's trying to goat him into it's confessing why. It's mm. too much money. Um, I was... Uh, yeah, really I was... Those competitive prices? Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. <laughs> I was at um, I was at the bar on the on the cruise and sitting with were. a group of group of Heat fans. In your local habitat, the <laughs> yeah, watering hole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Didn't socialise, just sat at the bar. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it was... Cheap, uh, spicy waters there. They're so not cheap on those cruise boats, mate. It was. It was about. T- it was like ten bucks for a. Pi- they were uh, like twenty bucks for a pint. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute bargain. <laughs> bargain. It's like three hundred dollars. Anyway, anyway yeah. So there was a big group of us Brisbane Heat fans, and we had no volume or commentary or subtitles. You didn't it, need so it we saw the picture because the atmosphere was. And you commentated it. Great. Yeah, I did, <laughs> and we were pretty filthy, and we were all Brisbane Heat fans, and we were going, "How is that out?" Are we talking about that Renshaw catch? Yeah, right? Renshaw that Renshaw catch. It's a great catch. I he mean, gets a Hobart Hurricanes. Like, I've, I've played cricket all my life, and that's always been six runs. No. That, no, he has not. Yeah, since 2013. If you, if you, jump, if you jump from you mean outside from the, the field outside? of play okay, and yes, catch the ball, yes, it has. that has always been six. When, yeah. Like, when did that change? I'm pretty sure it's 2013. Mm. Uh, is it just for T20? Because yeah. I feel like it's... No. I mean, well, no one's I'm, really done it until th- now. I'm thinking of like the classic, like uh, Glenn, Glenn Maxwell's done it a few times, where like you go from the infield and then you have to yeah, toss yeah, it back but he, up. Yeah, but he, yeah, I know what you mean. He was outside and he jumped up and went like and tapped it. He's he's hitting it from. So technically, could he jump up and down and just hit it all the way out to the car park and then That's bring it all the, way, all the way back into the field of play? I was thinking if, if he'd put it up and then like had to jump back up again and then tap it yeah. in. Well, I think it's silly. It kind of um, mars the whole catching scenario now, doesn't but it? It's you good, can kind of good get, skill, though. You can exploit it. Mm. I think, think of how hard a six is fizzled out there and he's gone. But I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently Renshaw didn't even think it was a catch. No. no, That's the rumour, but it's rule 19.5 of the... Uh, What's that law book? I don't know some cricket law book, ICC yeah. cricket law yeah. book, yeah. and yeah, it was brought in, brought in a few years ago, but still, it's a bit of a joke, I think. And well, I think we saw it again. I think it was Sydney Sixers, Perth, something like that. One of those yeah. teams, uh, same catch, and yeah, it's te- players just having a laugh with but it. I mean, really. what's the point in having boundary marks if it doesn't matter? You can just walk <laughs> walk beyond them. At, at the end of the day, it's <laughs> entertainment <laughs> for the fans. Yeah, Let's be honest. It yeah. is an entertaining catch. Anyway, I'd be pretty dirty if I was Matthew Wade. If oh, no sm- doubt. If they're smart, put one in, put someone in the stands. Yeah. Anyway, another yeah. bit, another big story from uh, the week of BBL. Marcus Stoinis, one forty-seven not out off seventy-six balls. The rig getting it done. The oil rig. Um, I'm a bit concerned with how obsessed you are with Stoinis, mate. <sighs> yeah, like, he's it's a, a bit God. concerning. He's like a God. idea. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain. I just think you're addicted. But no, it was a great knock by the Stoin. Addicted to the Stoin. 147 <laughs> off 76 balls. That was the record, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, Best BBL knock. Well, one of the be- has to be one of the best T20 knocks. Full stop, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. No, no. I can't have a BBL score. No, but T20 full stop. Because I can't okay. think of a T20 batsman who's bagged 150. There's Chris Gale Didn't probably Aaron Finch did score about 180 against England? He did. Yeah. He did. Mm. But that, that, like, that was on a dinky field, wasn't Speaking it? Speaking of England? that, while we're on the... Are we talking about... Oh, no, we're not. We're talking about that in a second. Don't worry. Well, go on. Okay. Well, I was just going to talk about uh, Oz India ODI waking up to an excellent score. Exactly. Well, so 172. I, there you go. I knew it was yeah, yeah, Aaron Finch. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But Finch, very good in that game as well. That's what made me think about it. Yeah. Well, he, um, him and David Warner, record opening partnership against India. Uh, what was it? 254, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they had 20 extras so yeah but I mean that all counts to the partnership I guess does it look yeah yeah okay I think so must do I'll have to figure that out mm. but it, I think it does um, look they didn't lose a wicket they absolutely destroyed India Veer Rat Coley wasn't very good cocky um, he, yeah he is he's he's just I don't I know he's your captain but you can't seriously like him as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's I guess cricket's so big in India, eh, that they just don't accept losing well. And oh, he came they don't out like it. He came out and said something like, Look, I'm allowed to bat it for I'm allowed to fail sometimes. Yeah. But can he mm. in India? Mm. Actually speaking about that, this is very random, but Dhoni, will he come out of retirement for the World Cup? Nah, no. Rashad no. Pant's a good keeper. No, but he's not really taken off when it comes to the T twenty set. Rashad is he's quality. Good Either good they're not gonna bring Dhoni back, are you serious? Mm. No, I don't think I'd India like to will. See those, I think uh, Dhoni will. What? Come back. Again, the thing about India's uh, cricket cricketers in India is that they have so much pull and such a status as celebrities that, you know, if he wants to play, he'll play. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that's... I do, I do want to... Maybe, maybe they could use Dhoni now because they could use some of that specialty. Yeah, I want to make a mention of what Coley was saying pre-game. So, Manus Labashain, of course, who's been in outstanding form. Um, and, Co- and India were talking pre-game about how to stop him. The answer? Don't make him bat. Just don't take any wickets. That's pretty much what India did. So, Manus didn't have to bat, and oh, we—I mean—we got the win. So, India, your tactics very good. Yeah, okay, that's that's all I got to say. Well, very good stuff from India. Speaking about international cricket, did you guys see the ICC Men's Test Team of the Year? I did. Mm-hmm. Plenty Finn, of Aussies you haven't in seen there. It yet. There are Neil, plenty of Neil Aussies. Wagner's in there. Um, really? Yeah, so yes. is uh, Keeper BJ, BJ Watling's in it And Latham as really? well Tom Latham's, Latham's in, in there oh, no. Even though he's uh, Average <clears throat> And again, I'm a Kiwi And I don't agree with that Well, technically he has Since 2017, I think it was He has been the best Opening batsman yeah. But I think These last kind of Few tests have kind of Marred his reputation Well, I just don't get it, mate Because whenever I watch him He's terrible mm. Yeah, well Matt Labuschagne got in at three. Uh, Coley's in at four. That's pretty. Sorry, that's pretty amazing that he got in to that side. Oh yeah. Con- considering he came in at the midway in the ashes, midway through the ashes, midway. Yeah. Th- Joffrey Archer, thank you. Joffrey. So that was yeah. that was back in August or July, was it? Uh, but that's July. Like no, he's later. had half a no, year. Earlier than that. It's like November, was it? No. He's, he's had half. Sure. He's had half a year to get mm. into this one and he's done it. Well, yeah, well, he's been incredible. It must have only been, what, eight matches? Averages more than Steve Smith now. Yeah, to be fair, it was against Pakistan, New Zealand. Mm, yeah. Let's see how he goes against New Zealand. Yeah, well, Steve Smith is in that team at five. Ben Stokes made the team as well as the only Englishman. He's good. Uh, should be, in, should be in jail. BJ Watling. Uh, Pat Cummins, who won the... Uh, Test, player of the, Test year. player of the year as well. Well, well deserved, Mitch man. Stark and the GOAT, 
Gaza. Five yeah. five Aussies, the most out of any t- nation. Well, Why are we not number one? I think but if there's anyone else who's going to step up as a captain now, it's Cummins. Yeah. Mm. Like he can bat, he can bowl, and he just seems like a good bloke. I think yeah. we said this last he's week. The, he's the golden child of Australian cricket. Yeah, but it's how he comes across in his interviews. As journalists, yeah. we uh, we like that. But mm-hmm. um, he comes across as very talkative, very approachable. Also, Australia is up to number second in the test rankings. Up to number second. Yeah, they up were in fifth. Second. Up to second, maybe? Up to, what did I say? Up to up number, to number sec- second. Up to second, whatever. There we go. Um, and we're, they're we're up off. to number two. Um, so, yeah, that's really good stuff. I mean, this summer's been outstanding. They haven't lost for a long time. So, it's good stuff from the Aussies. Certainly is. Speaking anyway, of Australia, let's get into A-League, mate. Stuff closer to home. You're right, Campbell. Mm. I alluded to this earlier, but one of the games in, B- in A-League history, if not the game, Central Coast Mariners hosting the Melbourne Victory. It's 2-1. Let me set the scene for you, Campbell. Mm, I've closed my eyes. Close your eyes. I'm waiting. For all you people at home, do the same. Close your eyes. Mm. It's 2-1. Central Coast. Losing. Looking like they're heading for another loss. Mm. Penalty. Uh, stoppage time starts. Mm. Penalty Mariners. <gasps> Matt, Sli- Matt Simon <laughs> slots it straight down the middle. 2-all. <gasps> <gasps> I can see. Minutes pass. 96th, 97th. Another penalty. <gasps> Matt Simon steps up again. Slots it. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. Three Ten minutes of stoppage time? Yeah. Wait, it, <laughs> what <no>. the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had so no, much stoppage time. Someone four, did an ankle. Four minutes out of time. Yeah. But it went to the 100th minute. So yeah. I think Matt Simon's goal was something like the latest goal in regular in like A-League history. Mm. Yeah. In regular time, obviously. Yeah, well, did I old mean, mates watch break or something like that? No, I, th- no, I think... No, because there was like... Well, he got a penalty. The penalties, and I think they oh, both went they to VAR. Mm. Uh, and Kurtz, uh, the coach who got sacked, we mentioned him before. He, got he actually... Card, yeah. He finished his career with <laughs> oh, a send-off. In style. In, so- in style, mate. Go out with a <laughs> bang, mate. That? How about that? Take a bow. Take, yeah, take a bow. Son. No, well, but that was great. And there's a bit of a argy-bargy from the... Uh, Victory Faithful. Bit, bit of extras. Yeah, and uh, the tomato sauce got a bit into it, I think. Oh, no. Mm. With the mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I actually love that. I, think I love it. That's it's great. peak A-League. It is absolutely is peak, peak A-League. A-League. Having some master foods bottles walking around. Because uh, no one really knows why they're there. No. I think they're just the sponsor, and they go, you know what? Chuck them on. Speaking of Central Coast, I believe Sam Silvera is linked with a move. He's only scored one goal in like 11 games or something like that, but he is looking promising. He is only 19. Boys, he's younger than all of us, so that's kind of... Uh, Makes you think. Demoralizing. Does make you think. But he's um, had a trial with, I think, LAFC. Yeah. So he was named the in the pre... No, LAFC. New team. No, the, the new one. Um, um, yes, yeah, new team. Yeah. Uh, oh, like into No, something. I think that's Miami. Uh, into Miami. Miami. Yeah, into Miami. Or maybe LAFC is Beckham's team. But no, he was... Um, they published a... They took a photo of their pre-season trial list. And it had Sam Silvera, 19, former club, Central Coast Mariners from Sydney. Da, 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 da. Um, oh, so, wow. congratulations to him. Hopefully, he can tear it up in the A-League. Hope so. Or not the A-League, MLS, in the MLS. Mate, which, I guess MLS, it's quite a similar market to it's quite Australia similar. Mm. in terms of football. Much better, though. Phantom, so to speak. Mm. But, yeah, obviously, they have the lure of we're America. Well, he, he's not the Moolah, only... Moolah, baby, Moolah. He's not the only Australian going overseas. Hayley Rasso, of course. Off to the Toffees. Yeah, for Everton. Um, that's pretty recent news too, but that's an awesome move. It's good to see, I guess, the women in Australia, the Matildas, mm. get that break because it's quite a good league over there. It's a well, good she, standard. She, yeah, she's joining Sam Kerr, of course, who's she, playing for Chelsea. Chelsea she's at Chelsea. Yeah. 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 Love Chelsea science. as well. So anyway, uh, Sam Kerr's old club, Perth Glory, getting the win over Adelaide United 3 0. Mm. Thoughts on that result, Jens? Dominant. Very Adelaide, dominant. Adelaide United, just, yeah, they're, they're not looking good at the moment. No. I mean, uh, Perth Glory, 
they took their chances and Adelaide didn't. Well, I, think I think Adelaide had more shots and more shots on target as well, yeah. or it was or similar. Um, but Perth just it was they scored three of seven. It was quite oh. even from memory from the first about twenty minutes, and yeah. then Perth mm. just scored one not out of nowhere, but against the against the run of play like a Burton. Yeah, only just had, went away from there. They only yeah. had thirty seven percent of the ball. There you go. Perth, but so. yeah, they just mm. look like a team who knows how to win. Yeah, and mm. winning is a habit, as they say. And man, no one can stop them. I don't no. think. Well, not on the race for the top four. Mm. I think mm. someone who got a big one point though this week. How about that, Braden? Yeah, mm, the boy, yeah, that's the Scotsman. Yeah, no, that's a great performance by him. Two goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Brisbane Roar uh, starting their home season mm. at Suncorp Stadium with a two-all draw against Melbourne City. That's an important win because if you lose win. that, you start to lose, I guess, mm. track with the top six. They've been good against the victory. Uh, it was against City. Good against City this year. Yeah, they've only played once before, and that was that miracle at Redcliffe. That's what they're calling it now. I Basically, yeah. You've coined it. Get that on a t-shirt. Re- remember, Redcliffe Redemption. Remember how Ooh. we we were talking about it a few weeks ago? What the Brisbane Raw needed for Christmas? Was a striker. A striker. I think they've found it here in Brad Inman. Or Braden Inman. Braden. Braden Inman? Yeah, that's anyway. correct. But he's scored now four goals in three games for him. Yeah, he's doing very well. Um, where was he at the start of the year? That's all I can say. He was say. over in England. <clears throat> no, he I was, he was, was he with he the Raw. He, was uh, he injured? Played a bit during preseason. He was kind of... Like benched a bit, yeah. But Robbie Fowler said post match on Fox Sports that uh, he can be anything he wants. He said that, but he basically said, "Look, it's tough love. It's the old school way, but maybe we had to bench him to see him get to where he is now." Mm-hmm. And yeah, Robbie Fowler maybe he is a master coach because mm. he's showing mm. it a little bit. Anyway, the other result, we'll s- we'll, we'll skip that one because I want to talk about the J- uh, Phoenix in a second. But Newcastle Jets nearly getting it done against Sydney FC. Yeah, one two at home. I mean, you sort of knew this was going to happen. Sydney FC haven't looked like losing. That was kind of best. I think that was best case scenario for the Jets. Yeah, not getting smashed. Not getting smashed, losing by a respectable margin. Yeah, but they look like a team. They look like a team who were just kind of waiting for the season to end. Mm. Anyway, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Ten in a row. Is it ten in a row? I think nine it is. in a row. Nine, nine, nine in a row. row. Oh, it's ten this week. Yeah. No, we'll Ooh, see. We'll, we'll see. see. Wellington Phoenix two nil over Western Sydney Wanderers. Mm-hmm. Man, they look good. They do look good. If you watch them play, they look like a team who just plays like complete football. Mm. And that's something that Wellington in years gone by just haven't done. So it's dangerous for the league and it's dangerous for, I guess, the Raw, who are, of course, playing them this week. Uh, something worth mentioning as well, uh, NPL Queensland Select uh, playing the Brisbane Raw Legends uh, before as the curtain raiser to this week's match. Um, that's supporting Rural Aid for the fire relief, bushfire relief. So uh, mm-hmm. get down for that. Some pretty good legends uh, lined up for the Roar already. Maddie Mackay? Hey, thoughts on that? Nah. <sighs> Look, serious? Who? <laughs> Maddie Mackay. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be cool to see him play again. The grammar boy. That's a disappointing reception from mm. you two. But anyway. Oh, he's, the he's, man he's with the not, shirt tucked in. Look, he's not, yeah. my f- he's not my favorite player. No, he's not. But what he did for that club, he's a reminder of the glory years, isn't he? Yeah. I, guess. I used to really like him when he was at Brisbane Roar. But he's actually an also former striker player, so... Oh. Is he actually? Mm-hmm. Oh, there okay. you go. Mm-hmm. That's a fun fact from Campbell. Exactly. Thank you. I'm full of fun facts. Another fun, fun fact. I mean, I and this one's for your Wellington, mate. Uh, Liberator- Liberatoro Kikachi, you know, the fullback, left back. Yep. He's uh, potentially following in Saprit Singh's footsteps Ooh, and potentially Bayern. going to, uh, not to Bayern, but to Germany oh, in the I top flight, that. potentially. I read that. Thanks, Google. Um, no I did read it, actually, earlier this week. <laughs> and just reminded it me. No, so. that's, uh, that's great. Like we said, Brisbane Royal playing Wellington Phoenix at Suncorp Stadium on Saturday, kicking off at 4 p.m. 
Legends match at 2 two ten. so get down for that. Adelaide United play the victory. City host the Jets. Western United get back in action against the Mariners and the Wanderers. Can they get that eluding win against Perth Glory, who are very much in form, so I doubt that. Yep, I doubt it as well. Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's move on to some ABL. Um, so this week we outlined a few games as our games to watch. Also, um, if you're a fan of the ABL, if you want to hear some content, I actually did an extra time by myself, cheeky little plug. Oh, look out. Um, with Auckland, the Auckland to Atara catalyst, if you will, Andrew Pinky Mark. That was really interesting with him. Um, but his game was one of the ones that we highlighted. They played the Sydney Blue Sox, a divisional game, um, and they won the series 3-1. And I still... Yes, they did. They did. Yes, they did, it was, Campbell. It was huge. I saw um, head coach Steve Mintz say that they've earned respect that they didn't have last year, which I cannot agree more with. Um, they're currently leading the charge in the playoff push. Um, they won the Series 3-1, and especially a decisive final, uh, final game of the Series, 16-2. to uh, we also saw we also outlined Adelaide Giants and Perth Heat um, in Perth, and that was again Adelaide Giants coming out with a big win um, across the series. Not too many Couple close games, very one, close yeah. games throughout the whole competition, um, whole series. Closer but to home, the Bandits. Closer to home, the Bandits. The Bandits played the Canberra Cavalry. It was and you went. You I went to the final game. So yeah. um, it, the Bandits headed were heading into that final game uh, after three wins. Series, so great, great opportunity to get a few wins and you know get themselves in a good position um, to you know get better and make the, make in the hunt for that kind of wild card position. But the rain wouldn't stay away. The right? rain wouldn't stay away. They played, I think, four innings, yep. and then the rain came down. I don't know what they ended up doing with it. Actually, I believe they ended up. Well, let's have a look. Actually, maybe it's something about you going to Holloway Park, mate, because that's the second time the season you've gone. Yeah. The first time we went, mm-hmm. all of us went, mm. the match was shortened to yes, seven innings it was. because of the rain. So maybe the rain should stay away. Maybe you should as well. well <laughs> they were losing um, before <laughs> I left. And you know what? They won after that. So oh. again, Campbell, you you've go. got to bite back, mate. Otherwise, it's bullying. So, <sighs> you know, what? I'm just going to take it now. I'm just going to take it. But, the um, new Gussie. Some no, really no, um, not no, quite, man. No, okay. no way. Don't you dare. Why did, why did I even try? Yeah, you shouldn't. Um, go <laughs> sit in the corner. And that mate. was another terrible joke by Angus Bryan. <laughs> you can see more of that uh, nowhere else. Um, Gussie, the- you're a poor man's Campbell. <laughs> Oh, wow. Everything went quiet. Again, that's belief. You are punching seriously below the belt now, man. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's just insulting, all right? That's just insulting. Um, Let's not reference your hairline. Um, (laughs) The Perth Heat are playing the Geelong Korea. Uh, Adelaide Giants playing Melbourne Aces. Who did that Tatara beat this week, mate? Uh, they'll be beating Cameron Cavalry convincingly. <laughs> I reckon they'll sweep them. That's my prediction. Mate, if they do, they've pretty much locked in a playoff spot, right? They've pretty much already locked it in. Yeah. Um, Sydney Blue Sox will play the Brisbane Bandits. That'll Hopefully be the Bandit. That'll be a really interesting one. Yeah. Um, that one is probably, I would say, that kind of hunt for the that wild card spot. I think they, didn't they draw the last series they played against each other? Yes, they did. So, they did yeah. indeed. Um, so currently, as it sits. Um, the Sydney Blue Sox and the Brisbane Bandits are in the hunt for that kind of wildcard game. Uh, Cavalry and Perth Heat are already there, so that could go either way. I mean, it's anyone's taking for that wildcard spot, really. It's anyone's, anyone's game, game. Um, Who wants it more? Who wants it more? Currently, it looks like Perth Heat will be in the game, which is crazy with 18 wins. So the um, the Southwest has been really dominant this year, I guess. Or the, yeah, the whole competition really has been dominant there. Um, Adelaide, the first semi-final currently, this is how the playoffs are sitting at the moment. 
Um, that wildcard winner will go into semi-final one against the Adelaide Giants, who are leading uh, the league with 21 uh, wins and 11 losses. I'll check if that's still the case. Yes, it, it, oh, that's how it's predicted to end up. Um, and then it'll be... So, obviously, wildcard winner versus that one. Whoever goes through that gets to the final. Um, and that semi-final two will be your Auckland Tatara at the moment, as it sits, um, versus the Melbourne Aces. Wait, when's the final? So, when did they lift that trophy? Uh, when did they lift that trophy? The ABLCS is February 7th tonight, so soon. Wow, wow. really Very soon. soon. Very 29th soon. of January sees the wild card. So, we're really getting the squeaky bum time into... Fergie time here, boys. So Just have a way with words. Thank you, mate. I really <laughs> do. Um, so it's really getting to the tail end of the season, and it'll be cool to see how it kind of tails off. Tail end of the season, mate, and sadly tail end of episode 25. Thanks for joining Sama. me again, Jets. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you like and follow us on our social medias. So on, that's on Instagram at, at underscore beyond the sidelines underscore, and on Facebook at beyond the sidelines. Make sure you tell your friends to. Why not? It's not going to do any harm. Mm. Yeah. I, I tell Sh- my friends, but... You, know. you tell one person. <laughs> you, you don't have any. You tell one. <laughs> they, they tell two friends. <laughs> they, they tell two friends. And on. And on. Yeah. Anyway, um, so also God, listen to... Oh, it's the best. And yeah, um, let's talk about you again. Make sure you listen to Campbell's episode. No, listen to all the Extra Time episodes. Okay. Yeah, um, they're really, they're really good. Um, who's doing the next one, by the way? Don't know yet. Oh, we haven't really decided. A little bit of mystery. So we'll find out. <laughs> Thanks again to Matt Leo, though. Yeah, that was great interview. Great interview. But uh, gents, we're gonna wrap that up. The bed show's just starting. So um, <gasps> I've got to run.